0: Now uh, we can just find a way to apply the song that we just sung with the scripture that we just read. Our lives could be pretty well set in order. <clears throat> At times when you read the scriptures, somewhere you have to understand God has to have a sense of Humor. You read the passage that we just read. And if you do not see some humor in there, you're missing something. I mean, can you picture the body arguing with itself over who is going to do what and who's going to cooperate with whom or why are they not going to cooperate with each other? There's humor in there. The application is us as the body of Christ. If you do not see some here in there, you missed something as well. God designed us. And it's in verse 18 that ought to be a constant reminder to us. God places us in the body just as it has pleased him. It's not indicated in there as well, but it's also the fact that the body compensates for one another. If something is injured, other parts of the body will pick up. That's part of what God has created in the physical body, and it's part of what God has created in the spiritual body as well. There's been a time or two when I've been in various departments of hospitals and to be in a section of the hospital where there are those there who have absolutely no control over their body, it's a sad sight where the head is not able to control the body. Same can be true spiritually. If the head, who is Christ, is not able to control the body, something's not right. And these scriptures are given to us, as well as many others, to make sure that we strive to be the spiritual body that God would have us to be that we could learn the importance of each member of that body and to trust God in using each member of the body for his glory and for his purpose. We mentioned a little bit in the auditorium class this morning as well is that we do not fully understand what our function may be in a particular body but God does and we may be developing a talent for another aspect of serving God in that body or it may be in another location in another part of God's body of serving there ours is trusting God ours is to learn to do what we're saying about to trust and to obey trust God and to be willing to obey Him. Read the scripture again out of 1 Corinthians 12 and see what it is that we are to do for and with each other. The submission that is to go to the head. and When we can set the heart right, it changes the course of the life that we live. When we understand that this is not ours physically, the body here, that it belongs to God and He is the head of this body locally, and He is the head of the body universally, and all direction comes from Him, it changes. It changes how we perceive, how we think how we respond to the instructions that we receive from God. There's been times when an individual was told what an encouragement that they were to a congregation. An individual never thought that was the case. She brought three young children to every service of the Lord without her husband. Every service that she was there, she probably heard maybe a third of what was said wrestling with three young children. But she was there every, day, every time the doors were open. And she never thought that she was an encouragement to others. When she found that others really respected and admired her, she was greatly surprised. You never know what you do of how it influences and how it impacts others. And since you do not know your impact upon the congregation, yours is to trust God to keep doing his will. He placed you where he wants you to be. And there's a purpose for you that you may not understand. As you talked about, the members of the body, some have one function, some have another, and some, we may not know what they are. It's always interesting to hear those in the medical field try to describe whether the appendix is necessary or not necessary. Well, they're the organs of the body. You know, what's the purpose and the function of those? Sometimes they say it's not necessary, then they turn around and say later yeah, that does serve a purpose that we were not aware of before. Isn't that not true spiritually? the impact that we have on those who we come around but it's prefaced on our attitude towards the body. It's prefaced on our attitude towards God. We're told that the first and the foremost of the commandments is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is like unto it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Upon these hang the whole law and the prophets. Loving God with all your heart. Remembering in your life, if you will, that it is God who gave you the physical life it is God who gave you the physical body and all that it is able to do. And all of our technology and all of our advances we still have not fully comprehend the totality of the physical body. How it works and how it functions. And how was able to do things that we had not dreamed it was possible to do. The ability of one side of one part of the body is injured for the other side to make compensation for it. To be able to take tendons that have been injured and then to tie another tendon into it and a muscle. And for the body to learn how to use that muscle in a different function than it had before. The marvel of that. How much greater is the spiritual body? How much greater is this body that he's given to us that allows us time to grow and to develop and to learn and to make the changes that are necessary? One of the goals that have been set that we gave out some time back, was the desire of adding additional elders in the coming year. And the question that always arises, at least in my mind, is, men, since that's where, where the elders are going to come from, men, where do you think they're coming from? Where do you think they come from? You think God just drops them out of the sky? Plops them in the congregation and said, there you go, got a new elder. It comes from growth. To have those qualities that are mentioned in 1 Timothy 3 and in Titus 1. As you read them and study them, to me the basic conclusion that is being drawn is here is a man who loves God and desires to be a service to him and develop Christ-like qualities in order to do that. Do we love God that much that we're willing to make those changes in our lives? Those qualities that are given again are not qualities that a man develops overnight. And all of a sudden he wakes up the next morning and he has them. In other words, what you read there is simply Christianity. It's simply Christianity being lived out in the life which we all have that obligation to do. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, with all your might. A healthy respect for who he is. To develop this faith and this trust. Believe that he does know what he's doing. This receptor does not. I'm going to turn my mic off and I'm going to go to the podium mic. Turn up with the sound man back there. I'm not going to have that thing rattled every time I move. (laughs) The Hebrew writer reminds us in the 11th chapter. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Down at verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Do we have this type of attitude towards God, that we believe that He is? And do we believe that He rewards those that diligently seek Him? Now, which one of us is immune to that or excused from doing that? Which one of us can say, I do not need to seek God diligently in my life? I'm just happy where I'm at. Often children are along that line. They're happy where they're at. And then as they grow, they find out they get to take on new characteristics and new responsibilities. And then some of us, as I've often said, is I never worried about my second childhood. I never got out of the first one. And I also believe the other statements, you know, the only difference between men and boys, the price of the toys. I'm just saying, yes, that's nice to think about. That's not how God designed the physical body, and that is not how God designed the spiritual body. It is designed to grow. It is designed to be useful and productive. It is designed to fulfill a task that God has given to it, to the body physically and to the body spiritually. Ours is to be the light into the world. Ours is to spread the gospel. Ours is to understand that through us, the world will see God, the world will see Christ. It's often been said the only Bible that the many people in the world will ever see or read is you, how you live, how you act, how you respond. The language that you use, does it set you apart from the language that is used in the world? Can someone hear you talk and say there's something different about you? You do not use the language that is normally used. Is our faith and our hope and our trust in God? Is there this attitude of thankfulness in our life as well? Paul in writing to the Colossians. In that third chapter. Then at verse 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whatever it is that you do, you do it for the glory of God. And you give thanks to God. Give thanks to God if He's blessed you physically, Give thanks to God as he's blessed you spiritually. Give thanks to God for what you don't even fully understand physically or spiritually of how God is working. Gratefulness to God, that changes a perspective. A love for God with all the heart changes a perspective of how we live and how we choose to act within our life. Of how we view ourselves. Again, in the reading this morning out of 1 Corinthians 12, which one of us can say to another, I don't have a need for you. We'd be better off if you were not here. We have a need for each other. We need to have an understanding of, again, the place God has placed us, but also to understand our humility that we are to have towards him. and right into the Romans in the 12th chapter. And in verse 3. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Don't think of yourself more highly. Well, look what I have. Look what I'm able to do. I'm in the limelight. God has given to each one his measure of faith. Each one. You are of value. You are of extreme value to God. His son died for you that you might live. You're a value to God because he has placed you in his body right where he wants you to be. Is that not precious? Is that not a value to you? But it's a reminder that he has done that. And I'm just the member and i may be moved to another to be in another part of the body does that matter we have those who are not able to do what they at one time were able to do and then sometimes they wish they could but they are of value to the body and we need to understand that in the life that we live Humility, along with that, is that willingness to serve. He places us where he wants us. We are to serve there. As we grow, we may serve in another area. But indeed, we are to grow. I've mentioned many times, it's hard for me to read John 13. or for me to speak of John 13, without emotion swelling up, to think that the creator of the universe, without any fanfare, without seeking any honor, would arise from the last that last supper, gird himself with a towel, and begin to wash the feet of his disciples. Humility to the nth degree. Who am I in compared to that? What is it that I do that even comes in comparison to what Jesus did? That humility. I'm his. Use me where you want me to be used. It does not matter where, it does not matter how. Use me in your service. To be willing to do that. To be able to tell his disciples, you do not understand, you do not know what I've done. Later on you will, but right now you don't have a clue what this is all about. The world, many in the religious world still do not. They do things, they wash feet of one person and they think, well, I'm doing the same thing Jesus did. I said, you don't have a clue what he did. You don't have an understanding of what was involved in that. The humility of service. Is that a part of our life? God placed us where He wants us. God placed us with the ability that He's given to us. He expects us to use what He's given to us and for it to grow and for it to multiply. Are we willing to follow that in our life? So many times we have a tendency to think everything is on our shoulder, and it's up to us to see that it's done. But in a few moments, we're going to sing an invitation song that reminds us that burdens are lifted at Calvary. We've laid them down at Jesus' feet. There ought to be nothing but a joy, a heartfelt gratitude, deep humility that God in his grace and his mercy has allowed us to do what we're doing this morning to come together to worship and to praise him. As you look at your life, do you realize and that you understand that the burdens are lifted at Calvary? You lay them down there. He carries them. He strengthens you. He gives you the direction. And he walks with you each step of the way. If you're not a child of God. You have no understanding of what it means to be a child of God. To have forgiveness of sins, remember it no more. That can be yours. To acknowledging those sins, repenting of those, confessing that Jesus is that Savior who washes away our sins, to be buried with him in baptism for the forgiveness or the remission of those sins, to be raised to walk this new life. And as a child of God, do we realize what a blessing it is to be a child of God and to know the depths of his love for us each step of the way. If you need to make a change in your life, if we could assist you, if we could help you in any way, indeed, we bid you to come as together we stand and sing. Days are filled with sorrow and care Hearts are lonely and drear Burdens are lifted at count